This is the Ad Hero Podcast, the podcast that reveals marketing tips, trends, and techniques by industry experts, insiders, and influencers. For years, Ad Symbol has helped businesses develop and launch campaigns to amplify their message, establish authority, and earn their lion's share of the market. This podcast will help you design and supercharge your plan to make an impact with valuable lessons you can apply in your business today. To get more information or start now, visit adsymbol.com. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E.com. Let's get started. Welcome to the Ad Hero Podcast. My name is Gino Giovanni. And I'm Matthew Libieri. And we are your personal ad heroes. Woo! <laughs> and this is our final taping in the old Watchtower Studios. Where right. We'll be transitioning to the new Watchtower Studios. Because we're always making upgrades here at the Ad Hero Podcast. We're going to have to document that, too. <laughs> yeah, that'll be, that'll be a little behind the screens, actually. Oh, there you go. There you go. To, today, though, uh, today's show, we'll be talking with Zach Kaneda. Uh, Kanada. Zach Kanada. Zach Kanada. Kadina. Kadina. It even has a D in it. Yeah, I know. All right, but you want to pause and run No, I don't. I want to keep going. All right. All right. Because <laughs> just, just do a quick... People just, like the uh, screw-ups. Yeah, but... Okay. Or just, I say, I say a, Zach... Just, you say Kadena. All right, there we go. Zach Kadena. Zach Kadena. There you go. Hey. All right. All right. Uh, Sorry, Zach. We love you. Yes, we do. Uh, a uh, TikTok creator who has gained a massive following, and he is going to reveal the secrets of how he blew up his TikTok account. Yeah, this is really awesome because if you guys recall, way back in season two of the Ad Hero podcast, episode three, was entitled Don't Sleep on TikTok. And, uh, well, Zach didn't, and now he's making buku bucks off his content, and he's going to reveal some of those secrets on how he does that today on the episode. Super exciting stuff. But listen, before we get into that and get Zach here, Gigi, we got, we got some business to handle over in the A Block. Let's go to the A Block. All right, so the Twitter update, or the, I should say the Twitter saga continues. Elon Musk buying Twitter, and he's, you know what? he's almost there, folks. He's almost there. Um, the recent update is more than two-thirds of the $46.5 billion finan- <laughs> yes, financing package that Musk unveiled on this past Thursday in support of the bid of Twitter Inc., it would come from the assets with the remainder coming from bank loans secured against social media. This is all coming from Reuters, by, by the way. And uh, this is the actually a reverse concept. Usually it's the other way around. Uh, but uh, what the deal was is that the banks backing Musk bid uh, balked at providing more debt secured against Twitter, arguing that the San Francisco-based company did not produce enough cash flow to justify it. So people with this matter is uh, people with this matter who are the ones reporting about this. Uh, I guess they wanted to keep themselves anonymous. There's a lot of people keeping themselves anonymous of like what's really going on uh, with this whole deal. Um, but you know, like they're saying, uh, it's not a financial thing. Uh, Elon Musk wants to uh, take over Twitter and make it free again. Make it free again. I, you know, he has some interesting ideas. I've read some of the things he wants to. Uh, do with the platform if he is successful in the takeover bid uh name like specifically one avenue is 
make it more uh, conversational where there's more like kind of like more like a group focus, kind of like Reddit maybe a little bit, you could say. He wants to add an edit button. Something like that. Yeah. Right, right, right. And uh, also he wants to strive to eliminate, uh, you know, false information. I don't know how you control that because, you know, that's that's anybody can have access to make a Twitter account um, except people that Twitter banned, uh, of course, uh, kicked off the platform. But um, I guess the, 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 the caveat is... How does you have to have like a group of people that quickly assess a tweet and decide if it's actual information or not? Now, let me let me give everyone a quick example of this. You guys are familiar with Wikipedia, correct? Yes. Wikipedia has volunteer people all over the world. Whenever a page gets edited on Wikipedia, like the university we went to, San Jose State University, you go on the Wikipedia page for San Jose State University and you go scroll down to some section and let's say biology or something and you edit the page. Anybody can edit the page and they say, Bi- the biology uh, degree is really horrible at San Jose State and that's all they put, right? There's a group of moderators that see that edit and they quickly will get rid of that edit if it's not based in fact, if there's not an actual resource to back it up. Mm. That's how Wikipedia, that's why people love Wikipedia. Because it's constantly being updated, but it's also constantly being moderated in real time. I believe that's what Elon Musk wants to try to do here. I think he sees Twitter as an extremely valuable platform for real-time information and news, which it is. However, you have a bunch of bad actors on Twitter that are just spreading lies on all sides of the table. Okay, And there's nobody that is validating or moderating those tweets. Okay, so like like when COVID came out, there's a bunch of people, you know, putting information out there about COVID and they might not be medically based in tweets. They're just make could be people's opinions. Right. But if enough people get on the opinion train on the same opinion, then that could cause people to get like like subscribe to like the wrong information or something like that. This could also happen in politics. This could happen anywhere. Right. So I think the idea of having like a better moderation system for tweets is an interesting one. I don't know how you set that up. I don't know how you run with that. I don't know how you how you deploy that. Maybe he wants to copy the Wikipedia model, which is an interesting concept. I'm not sure if if that's what he has in mind, but um, nevertheless, all of that being said, it does not seem like the the powers that be at Twitter are inclined to let him take this thing over. What's your thoughts? Uh, well, my understanding is is that it's uh, censored like to the T, and that's why he wants to take it over. Um, it, 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 on both aisles, a lot of people getting what they call doxxed or what they call shadow ban, which basically means that a, they are uh, censored, and they think that when they put their tweet out, people are seeing it, but people actually aren't seeing Interesting. it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And, uh, you know, he wants to eliminate all that. Now, the real controversy is, is that other people are bringing up, and this is actually kind of funny, I think, uh, is that, um, well, what, what, do you, what do you censor then? Like, because do you censor someone dying? Do you censor, like, what if people put porn on there? But it's like all that stuff is already on Twitter, and it's crazy. In the last year or two, we've, like, 
found stuff. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is on Twitter. It's crazy. Um, so it's very. Sub- uh, you're saying it's very subjective. It becomes very subjective. Like who decides what is allowed and what is banned? So exactly. To speak. Well, the 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 new CEO, which I have a hard time saying his name. Um, he is all about um, not of for free speech on Twitter huh. and just wants to go with one ideology and one ideology only Interesting. as he puts that out there. Um, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, and you know, who would have thought that someone like a Musk, like they say the, the richest man in the world, uh, why he would want to go and do this endeavor when he said that there is no financial, um, favoring for him by doing this yeah you know but uh then again you know some people kind of speculate he wants to shut down twitter some people uh or he's even come out and said that well what if we just uh take everybody out of twitter the actual building and turn it into one big homeless shelter (laughs) and and the people at twitter did not like that at all so i mean uh, i'm gonna i want (laughs) to i i will go on the record to say that not personally knowing the man he just strikes me as a very enigmatic egomaniac, right? He's somebody that likes a lot of attention on himself. <clears throat> he likes to do outlandish things. He likes to put his name out there in weird, crazy, wild, big ways. And uh, this is just another episode or another uh, chapter in his book of the, the crazy things that he likes to do to draw attention to himself. I don't think he will be successful in this takeover bid. There's too many other investors and stuff that can block the purchase by just acquiring more shares of stock, which would prevent him from having enough to take over the board, etc. Um, we'll see what happens. Well, but good, good update, nevertheless. Well, they're they're real quick. They're they're Twitter's trying to get someone else, um, but apparently they've been unsuccessful doing so. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Um, well, so well, you know, we shall yeah. see. We shall see. All right. Yeah, we shall definitely see. All right, moving right along, kind of keeping with the uh, tech and in the uh, Bay Area here. By the way, I love these graphics. Oh, thank you very much. So if you guys are enjoying the the Ad Hero podcast on Spotify and iTunes, thank you. But be sure to check us out on YouTube because we have a video recording of the episode where you can actually see your lovely host, Gino and myself. But we have some cool graphics on the screen now, too. We're always up in the game over here, so check us out on YouTube as well. YouTube.com slash ad symbol for the Ad Hero Podcast. Yes. Sorry, that's a little plug. Oh, no, totally fine. Totally fine. Uh, <laughs> some other huge, huge, huge news that came out a week ago. Um, this week, uh, Twitter had a 35% drop in their stock. Wait, Twitter or Netflix? No, I'm sorry, Netflix. Netflix. Sorry, the, the whole thing with uh, our old, Our old neighbor. Our old neighbor, Our old neighbor, that's right, that's right. Real quick, do you want to say that real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool story. So, you know, the Ad Hero Podcast is... Paid for and sponsored by AdSemble.com. That's the parent company. And uh, our original first ever offices in Los Gatos, California, which is in Northern California, just outside of San Jose, were originally right next door to a very small, little tiny building where they used to deliver DVDs to your house. And then you drop the DVDs back in the mail. And that company was known as Netflix. So we used to see Reed Hastings go in and out of that office. It was a little small, dinky place. Um, and it had a tiny little sign that said Netflix. You could barely even read it. Um, and that was uh, when they were first getting launched. We were right next door to them. So, Did you ever say hi? Uh, 
No, because I mean, I saw people going in and out of that. Like years later, now I recognize that that's who that was. Oh, okay. But in in the in the time and space, I didn't know who he was. You know, I was in my own universe. You know, working on our stuff on Ad Symbol. Uh, but I definitely rec- recognize the face a hundred percent. And, uh, it's just, it's just really fascinating who you see and how you meet different people. Um, other quick, funny story. One time at Sundance, we went to Sundance film festival mm. and we had the last tickets to get into a movie, uh, some premiere that they were showing out there. And the now co-CEO of Netflix, Ted Sarandos, mm. Uh, was uh, there, and he really wanted to get in to see that movie. He was there with a buddy, and my friend and I uh, were standing outside in line, and we had already seen like a full day of movies, so we were kind of tired, and we were like, just wanted to go to the bars and have a drink. And he was like, he was like, oh, man, I wish we can get into this. And so I turned around and said, oh, are you guys trying to get into this? And he's like, yeah, dude, they're all sold out of tickets. I was like, well, here you go. You can have ours. We're, we're kind of over it. We're going to go get a beer. He's like, dude, I owe you one, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to remember that. What's your name? And I shook his hand. And he said, oh, my name's Ted. You know, I, I do, you know, content at Netflix. This is when he was just getting started at Netflix. Wow. Now, all these years later, now he's the co-CEO. So, uh, Ted, if you're out there watching, listening to the Ad Hero podcast, hit, hit us up, man. No, you, we'll, you owe us. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be hitting him up. Yeah, we should. We should. We should. <laughs> Remember that time? Um, Remember that time in Park City, Utah? Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so Netflix had a earnings call for about their first quarter. Yep. Drastic, horrible news for Netflix. They uh, ended up losing around 600,000 subscribers. Uh, it was initially reported 200,000. And... Um, after they were trying to say that they added $2 million in the first quarter. Um, and so it was a media dive in their stocks of 25%. It ended up being about 35%, which was equal to a wipeout of $50 billion. Uh, all these sources coming from Fast Company and Cheddar News, sources on the, the uh, description as well. And uh, this all happened in a single day. And uh, it's, it's very interesting and uh, because... What they're saying is, is that uh, Netflix is trying to say that their reason why is because, well, people are locked down, so not a lot of people are subscribing. Um, And then the thing with Russia, they uh, pulled out of Russia, so they lost a lot of subscribers there. And... um, uh, I, th- I think there was one more thing, but I can't find it right now. But well, is it is it thing. is it to do with the password sharing? Oh, there was a password sharing as well. That's what they're all trying to say. Huh. But it's interesting because there's enough people out there that are saying something completely different, huh. and they're saying is the content. They're not liking the content, um, whether it's they don't like it politically, or if you take a look at. Uh, I, before the show, I was going through all the original. Um, uh, content that is on netflix i was okay. and i was looking at rotten tomatoes yep uh cinema score and imdb interesting and uh it, not all of them were listed not all the shows and movies were, were listed coming for uh, 2022 but we you know we're looking at things like i'm looking at things like um uh, stranger things umbrella academy yep you know all those shows all yep. those original content and the the real big shows people like okay but like three out of four of the other shows, like the scores are like dead. Yeah. They're like people just do not. Well, like they're stretching. They're you know, they're, they're 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 throwing stuff at the wall. They're seeing what sticks. This is why you guys need to go 
listen to a video I put on my personal YouTube page under Matthew Libieri where I talk about the future of television entertainment is you know Twitch is going to Twitch and TikTok and these kind of platforms is going to completely rewrite the future of all television entertainment okay because the name of the game is no longer come up with a show idea throw it on the wall and see if it sticks mm. That's the backwards, old-school way of doing it. Nowadays, you find individual, super creative content creators like Zach, who we're about to talk to. He creates the content, and he builds up a massive following of people who love it. Okay, That's the formula for success. right? So it's, it's, a, it's all about faster iteration is what I'm getting at. right? You throw... Throw something out there, see if it sticks, see if people like it quickly. And if they do, pour more gasoline on fire. That's why Cobra Kai mm. was became so popular. They awesome show. Be, an amazing show. Mm. They 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 tried it out on YouTube. Right. A couple episodes. It correct me if I'm Actually, wrong. I think a whole se- Oh yeah, they tried it out for free a couple of Tried it for free a couple of episodes, correct me if I'm wrong. Almost almost like a gag, like a parody. Hey, like, hey, wouldn't this be funny if we showcase what happened to Johnny Lawrence and you know, Daniel LaRusso, like all these years later, mm. but instantly people were like, oh my God, this is sick. Yeah. I want more of this. So that people are like, huh? Okay, let's go. Yeah. And then boom, like that was a great thing when Netflix picked that show up off of YouTube, bought it off YouTube uh, and, and, and fueled it with a bunch of money to make it even better. And now it's, now it's like the minute it comes out, like when the latest season came out, I binge watched that like in two days. I just watched all whatever it was, 10 episodes or whatever, you know? So again, yeah, to your point, I think they have a problem right now where they had a few good hits. Now they keep trying to like just come out with content and content and content. And, but the problem is this is very expensive content to come out with. So they have to pour a lot of money into this content to throw it out there to see if the Netflix subscribers are going to like it. And the minute they, I mean, how much, just take a wild guess. How much millions of dollars do you think they have to throw at a pilot or a couple of episodes to see if it's going to stick? I mean, it could be upwards to 10 or $20 million. <laughs> Probably you know? at least. And actually, I don't even think they can only do one. I think they have to do like the whole first season, right? Yeah, because how they do it, they, they, they release a whole season. They right. don't do one episode. So, so that's even worse. Right. That's even worse because on network television, they do a pilot. They only do one episode. Right. To my understanding. And then they screen that episode to like 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 a closed group of people. And if those closed group of people are like, yeah, this is really funny or this is really interesting, then they green light the rest of the season. Right. But Netflix is green lighting the entire season one. And then it's getting terrible scores on Rotten Tomatoes and all these different sites. So, you know, with the exception of like one or two, you know, we always talk about here at AdSymbol the law of 10%. Mm. You know, if we want to close a sale... We have to talk to 10 people to get one person to say yes. That, on average, that's on average. the law of 10%. It's very well known. We didn't make that up, right? So they're basically doing that with content. They're saying, let's make 10 different shows, entire seasons, and let's hope that one of them is like a Cobra Kai. Right. I mean, that's that's a model for disaster, yeah, if you ask they, me. Yeah, I don't know how they, they've gotten away with it all. All these well, years. because they because I, I'll I mean, tell you how I think. Year, right? Well, I, I'll tell you how I think they got away with it. You know, they they had a string of one. They had a string of episodes that hit, mm. 
uh, I'm sorry, they had a string of shows that took off, like all in a row. Cobra, yeah. Cobra Kai being one of them. Yeah, their movies weren't very good from what I understand. Right. So they had a string of original content that hit. So it's like they struck gold a bunch of times in a row. So that got people thinking like, geez, maybe these guys know something we don't. Every, every idea they come out with is a smash hit. Well, then eventually they started running out of ideas that smash hit shows, it seems like. Okay. And now you couple that with like people that are doing password sharing and stuff like that. So where does this all lead? Because you have a bold statement here, something that Reed Hastings legendarily has stated, we will never have this inside Netflix. Where is all of this taking Netflix now? So what they want to do to get back their revenue and they and like i said they never thought that that they would do this there's a few things that they want to do they want to start putting ads on netflix unbelievable and they don't have a price point yet however they do want to get into a couple of latin markets including costa rica and they're thinking about doing something that uh some other um uh uh platforms do which is like like i believe uh, hbo max which actually hbo max picked up a ton of subscribers uh, oh, HBO Max is sick. It is, and uh, uh, but Netflix is still in the lead with two hundred and twenty-one subscribers. Um, two hundred twenty-one million. Million, yeah, two hundred twenty-one million. But uh, what they want to do is a price point of like nine dollars. You get ads. Fifteen dollars is a premium. You don't get ads, and that's just in Costa Rica. But they but they're thinking about kind of doing that nationwide too. But they right. haven't secured a, a particular price right. point. Is that how net, is that how Hulu does it? Yes, Hulu okay. Hulu's very similar. Yeah. To All that. right, so they're copying that. So one. that's just yeah. insane, though, because Reed Hastings, co CEO of Netflix, he was he's always always professed that we will never have ads inside Netflix. He is so against ads, and now, lo and behold, here come here comes the ad train, which is ironic because Ad Symbol is a um, you know marketing advertising company, so we're all for ads. But I think it's again it's about where ads are placed. That's always been my number one thing. I'm a big supporter of advertising, clearly, obviously, but effective advertising is all about the time and the place in which the message is delivered and consumed. That's why I love outdoor advertising so much, because a billboard's purpose is to convey an advertisement message. That is what a billboard is built for, okay? When I log on to YouTube and I'm forced to watch an ad before I get to see the music video I wanted to see or the new Thor trailer. That's not YouTube's purpose. That's YouTube's purpose is to show me the Thor trailer or the music video. But I have to I have to suffer through an ad and I can't wait until it says skip ad so I can smash that skip ad button, right? So that's not YouTube's purpose. So again, advertising is best delivered where it's where it's ideally consumed in the right environment time and space net i think they're gonna have real problems with junking up netflix with ads i think it's just gonna make the stock go even lower that's my bold prediction it could be the very end of netflix (laughs) we all thought oh nothing could touch netflix well this might actually hurt them well let's let's listen uh there's a lot to unpack there let's let's see how it goes and, and maybe we'll give some updates here on some future episodes but uh we got a banger of a show today with Zach Kadena on. Uh, he's about to drop some crazy knowledge about TikTok. Gino, what do you say? Should we uh, transition to the B Block and bring Zach in? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's go to the B Block.
All right, switching things up and going into the B block here. TikTok extraordinaire and new to ad symbol team, Zach Cadena. Joins us on the show today. First time in the ad symbol, ad hero show podcast. I feel like I should have had a sound effect ready for you getting that correct. Yeah, it should be like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> well, yeah, the first time, the first time. Uh, you know, in, in all fairness to Gino, you know, some some names are difficult. to. I mean, Olivieri, people botch my name all the time. Oh, dude. I get, I get, I get, uh... Oliveri, yeah, which is like Sergio. Yeah, Sergio, yeah. That's like our friend Sergio. I get Oliverio. People just throw an extra at the end of it. <laughs> no, they they figure that shit out. I even had to line both those last names up a right. couple of times. Be like, wait a minute. I've gotten Olivier, Olivier, French, Olivier yeah. French, French version. Yeah. I go, oh, yeah. oui, oui. See. <laughs> uh, but see, that, that's how when you're like partying, you meet some women, you know. It, yeah, it, yeah. it can happen French, anywhere. Yeah. It can happen in business. It's happened that way too. But 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 we got it right. That's what's we important. got it right. All right. So what are we getting into today with Zach? Why is he on the on the show? And uh, help our listening audience here, Gino, get wrap their heads around the phenomenon that is becoming TikTok, or TikTok's been becoming a phenomenon. But how does Zach play a role in all of that? Well, it's been solitary for a really long time, and so. Um, I downloaded the app probably almost a year and a half ago now, and um, I just started making videos to sort of catalog where I was at in my journey and how I got there and like all of my thoughts surrounding where I'm at in any particular time. So I think it's been really beneficial for me to sort of catalog those experiences as well. And as you grew this profile, or is it called Profiles on TikTok? Or yeah. Is it called- yeah. I mean, so profiles or pages or you know sort of any one of those are you monetized yeah so uh the i think one of the really ingenious things about tiktok is that uh at ten thousand followers you can sort of uh incentivize and monetize your your content so it you know they have a creator fund for everybody over over that threshold where um, the amount of likes, views, shares, comments, so on and so forth, sort of calculate into a grand total of what that video makes over its lifespan. Zach, I'm curious to know, um, when did you, you know, obviously there's Instagram, there's YouTube, there's a lot of places, and I'm going off the cuff here because I want to get some of this questions answered for the audience. There's a lot of places where you could have taken this journey of cataloging uh, or taking this content, cataloging this journey, what made you veer towards TikTok? Um, I think really distinctively, their editing software is super user intuitive. And mm. for me, for somebody who's sort of out of the loop in technology, sometimes it can really feel daunting opening up Photoshop, for example, and seeing mm-hmm. a whole bunch of tools that you don't necessarily understand. Mm. But TikTok makes that really easy and makes tools for editing that look complicated really simple. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. And second, like kind of like a follow-up question to that. Um, that kind of gets into the beginnings of TikTok here and the question there. But when when did you start observing that the content that you were producing was starting to kind of catch on with people? Was it, was it right away? Did it take a couple of months and slowly the, 
the views were going up or the engagement was going up? Like, like what, what, like walk, walk the audience, our listening audience through that experience. Yeah. So I think it's, um, I think it was, uh, a, a somewhat gradual buildup over probably about a month and a half where wow. I, I, yeah, I picked it up and, um, I had one video do relatively well, you know, it blew up to a million views probably within, a couple of weeks. And no so, way. Nice. Yeah. And so at that point, um, you know, in that, in that sort of gradual buildup, there was also some other good content that I had published that sort of caught on when that bigger video caught on. So it started pushing out those branches as well. And I think huh. it just took off from there. When, when you made the million hit video, did you know that, or did you think, dang, this is, this is pretty good. This might catch on or was it, was it somewhat of a shock? Like, holy crap, like this thing is racking up views. <laughs> you know, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both, you uh. know, um, looking back on it now, I think that that video really catapulted the rest of the success of my other videos as well. But uh, I mean, just really taking an introspective look on it, it's, it's, uh, I really didn't know what was going to happen. I was just, I was just publishing content just to publish it. Cause I thought it looked good. Right. So it was entirely selfish and about me, but people, found it really relatable at that point. And I think, you know, um, the, the editing and the wording and all of that really played into how people took it in. Well, I, this is, uh, I, I was really looking forward to this particular podcast episode because as Gino touched upon, you know, you work here uh, in the, in at, with us here at AdSymbol and the team on the account management side and uh, you do, do a fantastic job, all that good stuff. But this, this, um, uh, ability for somebody, anybody really to foster and create a brand on the social platforms and uh, pretty much become a, you know, an overnight celebrity, you know, in their own right and, and develop an audience. And there's so much overlap to kind of the things that we talk to clients about all the time that are doing billboard campaigns and stuff like that. They're trying to build their brand um, in a similar capacity and so anyways, I just thought like when you, when you kind of mentioned that to us, like, oh, hey, by the way, guys, you know, I have this massive following on TikTok. We're like, whoa, okay. Uh, <laughs> we we're actually just talking about We're TikTok. like, we're like <laughs> hidden talent or hidden skill unlocked, you know, it's like, or hidden achievement unlocked, you know, it's like, that's cool. Like our teammates have like these awesome superpowers and, you know, we always, we always make reference a lot to the MCU and comic books and stuff like that too. So Gino and I are always rapping about, you know, um, uh, mutant powers and all this kind of different stuff. Cause we're just big kids at heart, loving comic books. Uh, so I thought that was like a cool, like hidden power, superpower that you have, that you have like this entire. So again, that, that million hit video that came uh, pretty early on in your journey or like, or was that six months in or. No. So that was about six weeks in. So about. Wow. So like your popularity, Wayne, it ebbs and flows and like, sure. So- that million hit video was really big for a really long time. It probably like a month and a half where it was like continually getting a lot of views, a lot of likes, a lot of shares and things like that. And like TikTok was pushing it out via their algorithm. Um, and within that time frame, I mean, you can come up with a million different ideas. And so my next hit video was just around the corner. Who knew? Um, now I, uh, speaking of which, um, it, when you, when initially getting onto TikTok, did you see it as like, Oh, this is like a fun thing to do. Friends are getting on it. It's the next best thing. Or were there other like things like, oh, hey, I could, 
I can go this route and get monetized. Like, like, did you want to be like an entrepreneur or did you want to just do it for fun? Um, funnily enough, I, uh, I had been privy to TikTok for a couple of years and, um, it just, it took one day, you know, like finally giving up because normally I'm, I'm the last to get on the train for social medias, you know? So it was one of those things where I was just like, you know what, whatever, I'll download it. It's fine. And then I realized that there was, you know, an untapped market for myself to catalog my own experiences. And so I just started doing that and um, it just started to catch on. And that's, that's kind of been the love story with TikTok thus far. Um, And I just, I liked the format. Yeah. The editing, the, the fact that you bring up the editing tools is pretty interesting. Um, I, I, I would have to agree with you. I've dabbled in it a little bit for the live streaming that I do on Twitch with the MJO snaps handles. And that's, I mean, I have, I have like a Matthew Olivieri account, but I, I don't have any content on it, but then on my MGO snaps one, I had a, a moderator for my, my Twitch stream. And he was like capturing me playing different games and like turning them into clips. And I was immediately like, so impressed with how he could decorate the clip with all this. And I asked him, I said, how do you, are you doing that? Like in, like photoshop or are you doing that like an iMovie or you know he's like no dude i do it all right in the app and i think that that is a massive leg up that they have over instagram who of course has come out now since with with instagram reels mm. and things like that like really just trying to copy the exact idea and desperately keep people like in their platform um funny enough we did an episode back i think it was in was it season two where we said, don't sleep on TikTok. Like the whole thing was about that. And so uh, here we have Zach, who's, you know, basically uh, a testimonial uh, (laughs) verifying that. And and I I also want to comment that I have another friend um, and uh, she has a similar, she had a similar experience to your own in that uh, she was posting content and one of her videos caught on for like 1.9 million views or something like that and when that happened it's like her follower count went from like whatever it was like maybe a thousand or something like that and it like skyrocketed to like 50,000 plus or something like that in a very short amount of time and then every subsequent video after that was racking up like in the you know multiple thousands of views some some of them like in the hundred thousand plus views stuff like that and now she's also monetized and and so so i think however their algorithm is set up i mean i've heard this time and again people say you it's easier to get discoverability on tiktok than it is on instagram would you so would you agree with that like do you have some experiences on instagram where you're like you could kind of vouch for that um yeah, I haven't interacted with Instagram a whole lot. I do cross post my content from TikTok to Instagram, but I have heard that TikTok is incredibly easy to grow on. Hmm. Uh, not, not to discredit anybody that like no. gets growth on TikTok or anything. I just it is it is user user friendly, it is intuitive, it is really simple to just scroll your page, follow somebody from their video, you know, so you don't have to go to their profile. You just see a video, you like it, you follow, you know, that's, it's a really simple one, two step process most of the time. Um, In our, with our listening audience in mind, uh, if someone is not on TikTok, particularly startups, entrepreneurs, should they be on TikTok and why? 
Uh, yes, absolutely. If you're, if you're not sure about it and you're like, well, I don't want to get on TikTok. Yes, absolutely do it with, uh, with, you know, over a billion total users. I think it is arguably one of the most influential tools that you can access at, as anyone in those roles as an entrepreneur, as a, as a program manager for a startup or, you know, something like that. It's, it's super important to engage the community that you're going to end up selling your product to. And so if you can get on the latest trends and you can, you know, sort of integrate your ideas with what is currently going on in like the social world, the social media world, it, um, it gives you a really invaluable tool to add to your repertoire that I don't think a lot of people over 30 really understand. I'm going to be and, honest with you. And then when it comes to the, the, a new user, how, like, let's say someone has a business and they go to you. And like, okay, I just got a uh, profile. What do I do now? Um, I think identifying where your niche could be. So, you know, I, I don't, I'm trying to think of any examples, but uh, for example, there's Scrub Daddy. I don't know if you're familiar with, with the brand of, you know, Sponge. Yeah, he's got like the little happy face on him and stuff. Yeah, and okay. turns out, their their TikTok advertising is incredible. It's cerebral sometimes because you're just like, why why am I watching a product placement ad? But it's so funny that you just want to keep watching. So my mm. advice would be to sort of find your niche and correlate your content that you want to publish with trends. So if you think you have a really good video, but it can't necessarily match up with a trend right now, it doesn't mean that that trend won't exist at some point. So keeping your content, making sure you publish it at the right time as well. Let me, I want to, I want to interject and ask this question now, since it started out as, like you said, like kind of a selfish thing, Hey, I'm just going to put this stuff out there. It's kind of more for me and let's see what happens, stuff like that. Um, and then it caught on and then the one fire, one video went huge and got all, are you now more conscious about the content creation and the timing in which you drop a video um and are you um like do you try to just put like a lot more thought into like what the content's going to be when you're going to drop it and it, and and sorry last part of that question is how much time are you now investing in the content creation yeah absolutely so um yeah all of that incredibly important so like when you post it important um funnily enough i think tuesdays and thursdays are some of the highest traffic days on tiktok hmm. which means that you're going to have more of an audience for your content to get pushed out to and so um I, I do find myself obsessing over what is funny, what isn't funny. I'm starting to hate the sound of my own voice. I Wow. Know, yeah. I mean, join the club. Editing, <laughs> yeah. for, for the record, I think your voice sounds fine. <laughs> Listen to it a million times. And, right. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's incredibly important. Also like the time length of your videos, when you post them, what time of the day you post them also incredibly important. So taking all of that into account, it's a lot of effort to post a seven second video that a lot of people don't necessarily realize. Mm. Just get, just finish that note. Tell us how much time do you spend now on the videos for, for seven seconds? What would you say? Uh, I mean, depending on the video, probably about an hour. 
You wow. Know, an, hour. an hour investment for seven seconds of entertainment. <laughs> yeah. And that's just my particular brand. Some people get away with doing a lot less than that, but I like the personal effort into it. Sounds like digital billboard ads. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Ad Hero. Matthew, what a great show. Glad we had Zach on. Uh, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah. Zach just dropped some knowledge there. Wow, man. Think about that. An entire hour that he spends to make a seven-second video clip on TikTok. That is nuts. But you know what? It just goes to show you guys that if you really commit to something, you can have success. Whether you're a brand or an individual, you can find success on TikTok just like Zach. This would be an episode that I would probably bookmark and reference several times as you guys go down your journey of launching your TikTok account. Sounds beautiful to me. <laughs> All right. Follow us online at social media at ad symbol on our YouTube page. Give us a like a subscribe and hit that notification bell to be notified about all future ad hero podcast premieres. And as always, don't forget to leave a comment or question below and let us know your thoughts. Also want to check us out on rumble.com. Rumble.com will be featuring our bonus episodes. So we appreciate you going over the Rumble, subscribing, and uh, hit that uh, Rumble Plus button over there as well and uh, get us in the Rumble. Uh, what, for inquiries and more information about outdoor advertising, visit our site, adsymbol.com. Find the Ad Hero Podcast on all major podcast platforms. Thank you for tuning in to the Ad Hero Podcast. My name is Gino Giovanni. And I'm Matthew Olivieri. Oh. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm late. And I'm Matthew Olivieri. Signing out.